Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Should I do it normal or should I do it like Dusty Rhodes? Tom, quick, go. Dusty. And we are coming to you live, Daddy, from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loaf Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way, baby, to provide a seamless a mortgage experience. It's the Kid Common Show on CBS Sports Radio, baby. 855 a 212 a full CBS, if you will. We got Showtime Sean Porter coming up. Scale of 1 to 10, Tom, how was it? It wasn't one of your best. It was like in the six range. You bitch. Are you serious? Excuse my language, but are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It could have was at least a seven. Ah, eh, fine. Maybe you're right. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I forgot we were on air there for a second. All right. Coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. I, I, I said that Antonio Brown didn't want to play, and he don't want to play. You don't start texting people threats if you want to play football. And coming up at 120, also, you might hate the players trying to force trades, but you know what? It could combat something that could have real problems for your NFL fandom. That coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern, also, it's now 14 nothing Wisconsin. I'm just waiting for that game to end. Then I can send off that tweet, that hot take about Clay Helton over Jim Harbaugh. But right now, we go to the hotline. We welcome in one of my favorites. This is a guy, America, this is a man who the first time I had him on the air, he was quiet. And he was a little shy, and you could tell he's a real he's a real nice guy, and you could tell that he's a real nice guy, but you didn't know if he was going to actually deliver on the air. And then all of a sudden, he found himself, and here he is doing big time Fox programming, doing big time opinion conversation programming, all while being the WBC welterweight champion of the world, and now. He gets ready to take on Earl Spence in the unification bout. It's IBF. It's WBC. It's coming up next Saturday. And to talk about it, we welcome in Showtime Sean Porter. Sean, thanks for joining us, my friend. What's, what's happening, family? How you doing? What happened to you? You were so shy the first That's time we true. talked. That's oh yes, all. you on on the mic. You were yeah. not. You are not who you are now. <laughs> not true at all. Oh, that's true. That's absolutely you know, true. I grew up. How about that? I got a little older, you know? Uh, I mean, I found myself. <laughs> I see you chopping it up every single day when I turn on the TV and I see I see all the Fox Fox Sports and all the other sports with broadcasting and the boxing and the whatnot. And I go, I can't believe this guy is up there on the dais doing this where you were. Well, you you weren't you weren't like you were hiding you know, behind the microphone. You know, but this explosion is amazing to me, Sean. 
how old do you think I was like when we first started doing all this, man? Uh, I was, what was 20, 22, 24? 23, maybe? No, you were like, yeah, yeah, you probably older. were 23. Yeah. What, you 31 yeah, now? I, I'll be, yeah, I'm 31 yeah. now. I'll be honest with you, man. I've had some experiences in my life, as, as you can see, as you know. Yeah. I think those experiences have helped me uh, understand who I am and, 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 and what I can do. And I think, uh, I'll just go ahead and say, I think through the experiences, I found that my voice is a a weapon. Um, And it's a a weapon that I obviously intend to use for good. But once I I noticed that, you know, people listen to me, the things that I say and, you know, the things that I think and things like that, it was like, okay, take that voice and add what you do at home and they'll love it. (laughs) And 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 it's working out for me. It's been very, very fun. Well, you know, you, you've lost a title and you've won a title. Did winning a title again, did that give you more confidence that you could go out and, and be a champion again in professional boxing? You know what? I think, I think um, yeah, I think coming, coming back around the circle again and, and going for it again, I think, um, you know, the, 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 the desire to become a champion again, I just, in my mind, I was like, I, I can't stop. I have to do this. I really, really want this. And I just kind of it started to kind of fester in my mind that I have to become a champion again and then once you know becoming a champion again it's like you don't want to lose it you don't want to go in reverse you don't want to you know stop being who you are so to speak and so you know now that that is my hunger my hunger is to win two belts and to become a unified champion and show you know everyone out there that you know I, I am one of the best fighters in the world how is your training gone Sean uh, my dad just told me um, on Thursday. He said, "Best training camp of your life." We we uh, we we went. We did everything we needed to do uh, to be prepared for all spent. Um, from a, a physical standpoint, I uh, increased my my um, my muscle mass. It's gone down over the years. Um, that's something that normal thirty-one year olds don't do. Usually, it's if that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to go and decrease. You know, as you get older, mm-hmm. uh, we went back and built up the muscle mass. So we know we're, we know we're strong and powerful enough to take on uh, where everybody considers a big, a big uh, welterweight. Um, from a mental standpoint, I've, I've dissected him. I've watched him, watched the way he moves, the way he operates, the way he even talks. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, collectively, man, we've done everything we need to do to, to be prepared for this fight. Swimming workouts, altitude training, uh, ice bath recovery stuff, the whole nine, everything that LeBron James, everything that, um, uh, Tim Tim Brady, excuse me, Tom Brady. You know all the things that those guys do. You know this the same program over here with Team Porter. Showtime, Sean Porter, joining us on the show. Now you've explained to me before, but we're on CBS Sports Radio now. Describe the relationship you have with your father. I don't think it's the typical father son relationship. It's not. My dad is sitting right next to me. Um, I'm getting ready to get a new car. My dad already has a fast car. Um, we did the workout that we did this morning. I ran to um, to the spa. He drove right by me uh, and, and saw me running. Met him up at the spa. We did the workout together in the spa, and then I wrote. He drove me home. I mm. live about a mile away from my dad. And as we were driving home, he says, uh, "Yeah, our cousin just texted me yesterday and told me y'all better not be out there racing y'all cars." I said, "Oh, you know that has to happen." And he said, "Oh, it's it's going to happen. I'm probably just going to pull up next to you, and we're and we're going to go at it." Now, I don't think there's too many father and sons out there that that 
hang the way my dad and I hang, that communicate the way my dad and I communicate, and and really just express our love to one another and trust one another the way, you know, there's there's not too many uh, relationships out there like that, you know, and then so you add into that, I'm taking all of that into the ring with me, man. I'm, you know, every time I come back to the corner, I'm looking at, you know, one, probably one of the first eyes I ever saw, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and, and one of the first voices I ever heard, you know, and, you know, I could, I could pick his voice out of the, out of a thousand people right now. You know, I could, I could even pick his knock on the door out of a thousand people. <laughs> if a thousand people walked up and knocked on my door, I know when my dad was there knocking, you know? So, um, everything we have is special. It's very, very unique. And uh, it just continues to get better, which is just a blessing from God. Showtime, Sean Porter joining us on the show. He goes after the unification belt, which you'd have both the IBF and the WBC if he wins. Staples Center, Los Angeles next week. You can, of course, watch that fight. Uh, what were the challenges that Spence brings to this fight? He's 25-0. and 0, He's knocked a whole bunch of them out. What are the things that you know you got to be mindful of as you get ready to take him on next week? you you got to get Errol Spence uncomfortable. Errol Spence is very, very confident, and uh, he really believes in what he what he can do uh, in the ring. Uh, he he has a, a a will and a mentality that I will not stop and I will not be denied. That's that's just who he is as a person. Um, best part about it is I'm the exact same way, and uh, I don't think he's ever been up against anyone who's been willing to challenge him, and 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 really you know go out there and give it all all that I have. You know, nobody else has been, been willing to do that. And uh, I know that I am, you know. So I, I think the number one thing that I'm up against, you know, along with his power and, and you know, his, his technical abilities are very, very great as well uh, inside of the ring. A great one-two, a great straight left, and, you know, a great jab, great body punches. You know, he's, he's very uh, savvy from a technical standpoint as well. But I think once I shake him up and, and I touch him the way no one else has, I think, um, you know, it'll start to get uncomfortable and it'll start to go the way we need it to go. What's the next week for you like, Sean? What, what, what's your what's your progression to the fight? Um, everything is right in line. Um, right now, we're just on cruise control. We're paying attention to the weight uh, on the scale a couple times a day, just making sure that everything is, is in line. Uh, even from a nutritional standpoint, everything is right there in line. And we just want to ease the weight down, continue to – Pay attention to the nutrition as well. I mean, I'm, again, I'm right here with my dad, and he's asking me how my urine is. He's asking me how, how my movements are because that's that important right now in order for all of that to come and uh, be in line and, and, and in order for us to be successful on fight night. You know, So right now we're just in cruise control. Next week I'm sure it will be a little bit more uh, promotions for the, for the pay-per-view that will be on Fox pay-per-view. And, and other than that, man, we'll just – I'm going to – do my best to enjoy every single day, every single hour, every single moment that next week brings to me. How does a father ask a son about his urine? <laughs> it's basically <laughs> the only thing he said was, "So what's how's everything going? How what's the color like?" And you know, are, 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 are you are serious? Like, yeah, oh my god, it's, it's that important, you know. And and again, I, I I'm not embarrassed to say that over the phone or over yeah, the line it. on here, and and because. Is that important? I don't. I think people don't really realize how how, how important the small things come into play in a in a in a big fight like this. You know what I mean? Small things like your urine or your or your your movements or you know how much rest you're getting. You know um, what what you're reading, what you're looking at, what you're listening to. All of that stuff will come into play at some point in the fight, and all of it has to be nurtured, especially this close to the fight. 
What do you think of the state of boxing overall? I, I, I see some guys who got... Who, I've always said, and, and maybe you disagree, I mean, the boxing goes the way of the heavyweights and then everybody else gets to benefit. I think we went for a while where there wasn't yeah. great... There, Sean, there yeah. wasn't great... Yeah, there wasn't great heavyweights, or at least they might have yeah. been good, talented heavyweights, but the the personality wasn't there. I, I got to want to watch you. And now I think we got yeah. some guys who, who are pretty interesting. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I think, and you know, the crazy thing is some for some reason, it could be Rocky, but for some reason, and also Muhammad Ali, people always identify boxing with the heavyweight division. I've even had people, I'm a 147-pound fighter. I've mm-hmm. had people say to me, are you a heavyweight? Are you are you a heavyweight champion? What what, oh, what wow. weight class are you in? No, I'm not a heavyweight. But that's really a lot of times it's the only weight class that a lot of people know. You know, I think um, we have a, a great heavyweight champion right now, Deontay Wilder. Uh, he's from the South. Uh, he's rough and rugged. He's entertaining. He's fun, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and he's and and he can knock you out. I think uh, he's he's undefeated with only two defeat or two wins that haven't been the knockouts. Um, that and then you know again the rest is following behind. My my division is the best division in boxing right now around the world. You have uh, contenders and champions who, who and at any given time any of us could be a champion. You know, so myself and Errol Spence right now we are number one and number two in the world. You guys are about to see next weekend on Fox Pay Per View. You're probably going to see the fight of a lifetime, and and I'm I'm just blessed to be a part of it. And again, the rest of the the boxing is is coming around as well. Super super middleweight division, the middleweight division, of course, welterweights. We even got some small guys out there that are entertaining as well. So it's only a matter of time before you know we uh, we really start to make some noise in the world of sports and not just the world of boxing. Showtime, Sean Porter joining us on the show. He'll be fighting for the unification bout uh, coming up at the Staples Center in Los Angeles next Saturday. I think I think Andrew Weiss has something to do with it too. I mean. He's a good athlete. Obviously, you can know he's a good athlete. But the the upset win, Sean, and yeah. you know he's he's got some pudding there. I think it's like an yeah. everyman type of feel. Yeah, I agree, and and I think that's one thing people don't really realize about boxing that sometimes all it takes is one punch. All it takes is the is the right moment and the right opportunity. And and Andy was, is a guy who you know has, has been young and up and coming for a long time. He has a, a big amateur background, and all he needed was an opportunity. I think um, Anthony Joshua over there from England wasn't necessarily ready for everything uh, Andy Ruiz was going to bring to the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily underestimated Andy, but more than likely he did, just looking at Andy's stature. But what Andy did was he 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 made a big statement, and it really did bring a lot of attention to the world of boxing, and, and that's what we need. We need people out there that are going to make big big statements next week. It's going to be a humongous statement. You can order it now, Fox Sports Pay-Per-View. Watch it live September 28th, 9 p.m. is when the whole night starts. You can get it on foxsports.com. Showtime, Sean Porter joining us on the show. Sean, thank you very much for coming on. You know I'm wishing you luck. I'm not going to be able to watch. I won't watch on purpose. Hey, Ken, check this out. What? What's really cool is Hmm. Fox Pay-Per-View has a deal with AMC. So you can you can go watch this fight at your local AMC theaters. Isn't that oh. crazy? I'm I did not the know theaters. that. I, I said I'm at the theaters like every other week checking out the movies. And next week I'm gonna be at the theaters. <laughs> I just think that that's nuts. It's like old WrestleMania, my God. Now Sean, I, I told you I can't watch you though, because I get nervous yeah, I to watch you. You're I the know. last you're the last champion I've watched win. Yeah. 
So that's uh, that's a good thing. But I'm still I'm I'll I'll pick up the highlights and I'll probably watch the fight after for you, buddy. Okay. Understood. And I, and I'll come home and, and and we'll hang out with the belts. That's the that's the more important part. Yes. Thank you very much. You know I appreciate <laughs> it. it. Sean, give your father my best. Take care, buddy. Good luck next week. We'll do. God bless. Thank you, YouTube buddy Sean Porter joining us on the show. Staples Center, Los Angeles, next Saturday. Good guy. Love having him on. He's blossomed. He has blossomed. Two stories. One, uh, he's a local guy from where I'm from. So we've had him. We've had Kelly Pavlik. We've had Stipe Miocic. We bought the Kelly Pavlik-Bernard Hopkins fight when I went to the University of Akron. I got home. Everybody's at our apartment. We lived above a motorcycle shop. And obviously he lost, and it didn't where he just didn't lose. He got the brakes beat off him by Bernard Hopkins. I watched Sean. Sean wins. I'm nervous about that. I watched Stipe Miocic, local legend, taking on Daniel Cormier the first time. Went out there and lost. After that, I go, the odds are against me. I can't do it again. I understand that I have no bearing on the end of a fight. It's still too nerve-wracking. It's too personal. Like, if you watch your favorite football team, there's 53 of them out there, or there's 100 of them, 60 of them out there if it's college. Like, it, it's different there. Baseball, basketball, it's a team. When it's one-on-one and you do feel a bit of a personal connection, it's the swings are too much. The other one is it is an absolutely true story that uh, one night while Lizzie was sleeping on the couch and she was pregnant with her son Axel, I got caught up watching World Star videos. And I got nervous that my sons weren't going to be able to defend themselves, so Sean has to teach my kids how to box. Swear to God, that's a true story. You can tweet at Showtime Sean Porter, and he will answer that question for you. That all three Carmen boys will be trained by Showtime Sean Porter at some point. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up at 140. I know you hate players, players trying to force trades. I think it could stop one scary thing in the NFL. And also, no. Antonio Brown doesn't want to play. I do one more victory lap next on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Tom, the winning just keeps happening. We were right about Antonio Brown. So is Anthony Lima, by the way. He'll be on. Those listening on to the fan in Cleveland, Lima's going to be here at 2 o'clock. He takes you through all the rigmarole. 2 to 6, he's got a hell of a show lined up, I promise you. But, Tom, baby, we were right. We were right about Antonio Brown, and today's the day. It's 21 nothing Wisconsin. And, Jim, Alex Hornibrook in walking through that door, buddy. This is the day. This is the day. The Internet is going to – like, there have been a couple of teasers here and there. Today is the day the Internet turns, and college football fans may turn on Jim Harbaugh. Today is the day. So we were first to Brown. We were first to Jim. See, this is why you got to listen to CBS Sports Radio. This is why you got to listen to this. I'm just going to toot my own horn here. Champions pose, please. I mean, I am smelling my own farts on this. Tom, if you want to jump in, Billy Jack, if you want to jump in and just give us a ton of credit, please go right on ahead. I know you're, having, you, a, you're having a great morning. That's a round of applause for all of us. It's been a great day. And it's built on weeks and weeks and months Woo! of good analysis. Woo! So, good for you, Ken. Victory lap. If you're listening to something else, you are losing. It's just flat out simple. High noon comes around. Hey, guys, if uh, Jim Harbaugh doesn't win this game, huh, all we have are a bunch of excuses here. 
And I'm seeing all of it coming in. Barrett Sally, it's almost like, and just hear me out, Jim Harbaugh is an average college coach, and Shea Patterson isn't a game changer. Dan Wetzel, Michigan is a complete disaster. I was certain Harbaugh would be successful there. Same with Chip Kelly at UCLA. Thus far, and likely forever, wrong on both accounts. A champion's oppose, baby. America, where else can you listen? Where else are you going to go for this? <sighs> and you can lose this game, Ken. I mean, it's at Camp Randall. Obviously, Wisconsin is a good team. You can lose this game. You cannot get blown out no, from the you can't. jump in this game. I don't even know if you can lose this game. I expect more from Michigan. Wisconsin was three and a half point favorites. Yeah, Did you know? I, I know. Did you but... know Harbaugh is 0 and 6 when he's an underdog as the coach at Michigan? Has not won one time when Vegas says he won't. You're Michigan football. Like and, and overall, you're not. You lose games like this, you're a failure. What else am I supposed to say? Like, you've won nine and a half games, and wasn't it? They just got another sack, Wisconsin did. Yeah, they're backed up to their own two they're right now. They're back to their own two-yard line, the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I promise I'm going to listen to Lima. I got to hear a little bit of Brad Stetter and Deardorff, though. I got to hear him. Deardorff has to be losing his freaking mind right now. And, folks... Dan Deardorff was known for his cutting commentary during Monday Night Football. If you think that he dials it back for a second, talking about Michigan, his alma mater, you're crazy. It's even worse. Oh my good! They're down twenty-one nothing. They have been they they gave up yards. They had a tackle for a loss on some goofball trick play a second ago. Then they just gave up a sack. They're back. To, they're not even backed up to their old goal line. They're backed up to Ed Gaines' house right now. Go ahead and look that up and laugh later. 855-2124-CBS. We were right about Antonio Brown. We were right about Jim Harbaugh right now. I don't want to celebrate too early. Still half a football left. But right now, it's a nice victory lap for us here. I got Tom. I got Billy Jack. And they are pulling the rickshaw of victory around the course. And I am the one who is riding. And I thank both of these men. I give Shep credit. I give Mike McCann credit. I give Seth Cantor credit. I give you all credit. It's just so much fun. When you're wrong, admit when you're wrong. That can be okay. But it's just so much fun when you're right. 855-2124-CBS. Tom, thank you. We got one more segment coming up. I will get into that Antonio Brown theory and... You may hate players trying to force trades, but it could combat something that could be far worse for your favorite football team. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Even though we got the great Anthony Lima coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern, he's going to take you into 6 p.m. Eastern. It's probably going to be a lot of college football. And he's going to make a hell of a point about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football. By the way, real quick, uh, 855-2124-CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. You take 15 minutes and a phone call, they could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com as soon as you possibly can save on car insurance. I'm looking up at Fox right now. They got the halftime show going. Now they're covering, they're, they're broadcasting Michigan and 
Wisconsin. Wisconsin is up 28-0 right now at halftime. And they have situated to the far right. Tom, correct me on any of this. If I'm lying, I'm dying. They have situated over on the far right, Charles Woodson, and then on the very far right, Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's Charles, correct. Charles Woodson looks like he walked into a bathroom where somebody didn't flush. That's and correct. Ur- Urban Meyer, how do I do this cleanly? Urban Meyer was clutching the table like he was trying to make sure that you didn't see him going from 6 to midnight. You can see the smirk on Urban Meyer's face. Urban Meyer does not care for Jim Harbaugh and obviously doesn't care for Michigan and loved beating the brakes off of Jim Harbaugh. And he is loving this game. He's loving this game. He's 4-0 against Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh can never beat him again. And in a game that he went in favored against Ohio State, I think think Urban Meyer is still scoring touchdowns. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way, maybe maybe this is where the chickens come home to roost on that. Urban Meyer's looking up at the TV right now. This is way better than coaching. Like he, I, I do think he'll come back to be, be in football again. It might not be at USC. Clay Helton had a hell of a win. Again, Clay Helton has more quality. Clay Helton has more signature wins than Jim Harbaugh, by the way. But he's sitting here watching this. If, Herb, if, if Jim Harbaugh goes to, goes to the NFL, which you can fail upwards, look at Cliff Kingsbury. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, maybe Herb will come back. But how? I mean, how do you how do you not enjoy this if you're Urban Meyer and poor Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson, you look at where he he's got to be shocked. Charles Woodson, it was a common thing. There are kids out there who don't understand. I grew up in Ohio. I still live in Ohio. I'll die in Ohio. It was a common thing. I remember my buddy's older brothers. Jason Perry was a huge, like you guys care what his name is, but still. Jason Perry, the biggest Michigan fan I knew. Raining blows upon me because I would make jokes. Remember, I was nine years old at the time. Relax, I wouldn't do this now. But I would make jokes that he was basically illiterate. He's smart now, but at the time, I would call him stupid. And he would rain blows upon me. During Ohio State, Michigan, because it was Tim Biakabatuka, it was fine dressed Amani Cooper, it was Charles Woodson, and it was an assing every late November. John Cooper would win all the other games and he'd lose to Michigan. And I'd get frustrated and I'd call Jason illiterate, and then Jason would beat me. And I mean, continue to beat me. It basically, like, you know when cheerleaders do push-ups? He basically beat me a new time again for every single touchdown they scored. That's the that's the Michigan Charles Woodson played on. Now they're getting their asses handed to him 28 nothing to Wisconsin, which Wisconsin is a quality football program. You cannot go out there and get your ass handed to you 28 to nothing in the first half against Wisconsin. Today's the day, folks. Listen throughout the day, CBS Sports Radio. If this continues, today is the day everybody turns on Jim Harbaugh. I read it from Dan Wetzel, who's a great, great guy, a friend of Anthony Lima who's coming on next, personal friend of his. I read it from Barrett Sally. I'm reading it all over Twitter. I'm seeing it all over. They are turning on Jim Harbaugh with every single yard that Jonathan Taylor gains. 
I said it before this game started. Champions pose all day. Write about what happened with Antonio Brown. Write about this. The guy's got way more excuses than wins. It's not acceptable. And when he pulls that final card a few weeks ago and talks about how it's, well, the academic standards of Michigan, it's it's so difficult. We have these these really high academic standards and Ohio State's able to get players and boy, they're just not they're not the same type of school and Michigan State's not the same type of school. At Michigan, we have high academic standards here. Congratulations on your high academic standards. They are supposed to be student athletes. You're Michigan football. You're the winningest football program in, in, in NCAA history. Or you have been. That doesn't wash. I don't give that excuse to Brian Kelly. You don't either. Notre Dame football. It's, you're, you, you play on NBC every day. You're supposed to be one of the best in the country. And when you're not, somebody has to answer for that. Well, you're Michigan football, and you're supposed to be the very best. And Brady Hoke answered for it, and Rich Rodriguez answered for it, and Lloyd Carr, who wasn't even that bad at the end, he answered for it. Am I forgetting one in there? They all answered for it. You have to answer for this. This is an embarrassment. Well, I just need a quarterback. Okay, you got Shea Patterson. Oh, he needs a quarterback. I need a quarterback. Lincoln Riley just creates him. Lincoln Riley is the closest thing to a wizard I've seen. Baker Mayfield, and also ran a guy who is the butcher's leavings when it comes to Texas Tech, Heisman Trophy winner, first overall pick. Kyler Murray, five foot five and getting shorter, basically the size of your standard Oompa Loompa. Heisman Trophy winner, first overall pick. They are currently, and this story was broke, Jake Trotter, they have the blueprints getting ready to build their Heisman Trophy statues down at the University of Oklahoma right now for both Baker Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. You needed Shea Patterson this badly? Oklahoma's a good institution of academics. Ohio State's no slouch. I bet I couldn't get into Clemson with my grades from high school, and I bet I couldn't get into the University of Alabama with my grades from high school. And you're going to give me academics? You're Michigan. If you want to go live in the past, that's fine. But any Michigan fan out there who might be listening to this, who was so upset by the broadcast, maybe they flipped over, you should be incensed. This is an absolute embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to Michigan football. It's an embarrassment to the Big Ten. Paul Christ has done a hell of a job. Wisconsin does a hell of a job. Nobody beats a Wisconsin lineman. And they are running it down Michigan's throat right now. Today's the day that the analysts, the pundits, they turn on Jim Harbaugh. My question is, and I hope Anthony Lima will give it to you. He probably will coming up at two. Say you do start to think about what was previously unthinkable. Say you do start to think about, well, you know, you lose this game. Maybe they rattle off a whole bunch of wins after this, and they go out and they lose to Ohio State after this. And maybe you start thinking about the unthinkable here with the University of Michigan where maybe it's time for Jim to go. I don't think that Jim would get fired. I bet Jim would just turn tail and run to the NFL as fast as he possibly could, and that's probably the best place for him. No recruiting, no weirdness, none of that stuff. He can go out and he can coach football, and maybe he'll be successful again. This college thing, at least with this type of expectation, I don't know if it gets there. But if they have to do the unthinkable, where do they go? You know I love Matt Campbell. 
Would they reach out to him? Probably. Some people bring up a couple of other big names out there. there there's, there's plenty of names that you could go, but I think if you're a Michigan fan, you did the hot hire one once before that blew up in your face. Rich Rodriguez with that jumpsuit looked like a garbage man. Brady Hoke kept his short sleeves during cold weather games and ended up failing in the end. Jim Harbaugh, good, solid football coach, Super Bowl appearance, had Stanford on the... All of a sudden, that goes to hell. Where do you go now? We're talking three generations of head coaches here with the University of Michigan. We're going on a long time since Michigan's been a top-flight competitive team with one one Sugar Bowl win. I'll give you that. Other than that, too few and too far between. You have a much higher standard than that. You should be much better. This is where it's all going to turn. If if they continue to get their their self-pounded into this game, for the rest of this game today, I, I told you last year about this. And again, this is where this is just me crawling all day long. I, I can't help it today. Told you last year, when you first show up and you're supposed to be the savior, and you are a successful coach, drinking milk and pleated pants and shirtless catch and showing up on Ju- Judge Judy, that's fun, that's catchy, that's colorful. When you lose and you're losing to Wisconsin 28 to nothing, milk and pleated pants and shirtless catch and sleepovers at recruits' houses and trips to Europe and appearances with the old man on Judge Judy, it's just weird. And we use that against you. It's not colorful anymore. You're just a weird loser. 855-2124-CBS. Lima's got more of that coming up. Coming up at 2 Eastern. You know, you may hate players trying to force trades. I think it could combat something that could be far worse. Players are forcing trades. People absolutely hate it. And I understand the reason why. You're If, if you love the NFL, you probably love the NFL. There's people who love all major sports. But if you love the NFL, maybe you like basketball, but you're probably bothered by basketball. You're probably bothered because you're a fan. You're a huge fan of your team. If you're a college football fan and an NFL fan, You are beholden to the Florida Gators on Saturday, and then on Sunday you're a Buccaneers fan or whatever it might be. You are a fan of those teams, and you don't waver. And you don't like the culture that goes on in the NBA because guys force trades and fans go with those players. They want to be happier. They want to be more comfortable in their surroundings, so they force trades, and you don't like it. And I can understand that. And when we hear about Jalen Ramsey forcing a tra- trying to force a trade, Melvin Gordon trying to force a trade, Trent Williams trying to force a trade, and Tony Brown trying to force a trade, other guys trying to force trades, we get worked up about this. The inmates are running the asylum. We get upset. It's understandable. But let me look at it on the other side. I told you earlier in the show, if you're a good football team, just like if you're a good basketball team, and you're in a place that people want to be, you really have nothing to worry about. In the NFL, there's a hard cap, so money can still be a great equalizer. If you are a good front office, you have a good quarterback who's probably young, you have a good support system, and you have the cap space, you have nothing to worry about. You'll be a place that people want to be. So it might be more beneficial to you. Why go back to the draft when you can just go poach other people's players? Why go back to rolling the rolling the dice in the draft? Jalen Ramsey, the only thing you'd be trading, tra- trying to draft with Jalen Ramsey if you kept those picks instead of trading for Jalen Ramsey if you're one of the three teams that might go after him, the only thing you're trying to do is get a player as good as Jalen Ramsey. 
Well, you already have a player as good as Jalen Ramsey. It's Jalen Ramsey. Go get Jalen Ramsey. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. And also what it does, you see there where there are guys where, hey, Trent Williams and the Redskins aren't expected to do much. Melvin Gordon, he's a running back. That's a little bit different. Jalen Ramsey and the Jaguars, I know people are excited about Gardner Minshew. I don't know how long that one's going to last. Probably not going to be a great football team. More than likely not going to be a great football team. You have guys who want to leave really bad situations. Miami, any player who's worth a damn trying to get out of there. Mika Fitzpatrick, worth a damn trying to get the hell out of there. They want to win. That's all we want out of our athletes, isn't it? We want them to win. We want them to win for our football teams. And so Mika Fitzpatrick wants to go to a winner. Wanted to go to a winner. We'll see what Pittsburgh does, but Pittsburgh historically is a winner. What this could help do, it could help curtail tanking. Because I tell you what, I know that baseball, they're working with it. Basketball, they're working with it. The NFL, the Browns and went out and sucked real bad, even worse than they used to, for two straight years. They got Baker Mayfield. Well, right now, Patrick Mahomes is the best young quarterback in the NFL. The Chiefs only traded up for him. They went to the playoffs the year before. Houston didn't have to tank it out. The Eagles traded up for Carson Wentz. The Rams traded up, and they weren't very good. The Rams went up for Jared Goff. You have multiple teams trading up for these guys. When did they have to tank? And the Dolphins are going to reportedly tank for two years with Trevor Lawrence? You want to do that for two years? If Trevor Lawrence is that great, maybe it's true. But nothing's told me that tanking is absolutely, positively, 100% foolproof. If anything, it's might be even more foolproof than actually trying to field a football team, trying to make some sort of a run towards greatness, and if you have to, trading up for a great quarterback. You always have to take a risk. Trevor Lawrence isn't a sure thing. Baker Mayfield isn't a sure thing. Patrick Mahomes wasn't a sure thing in that situation. None of them are sure things, but you're going to have to take a risk, whether it be losing all those games, and you don't want to have to deal with that as a fan, or trading up. But why have to go through hell where I have three prime examples right there that you don't need to? And all that could could be considered a system of checks and balances, which ultimately keeps a player happy because you're winning, and you as a fan maybe keeps you more happy. Anthony Lima coming up next. Big thanks to Tommy D, Shep, Billy Jack, Mike McCann, Seth Cantor, I'm back next week. Have a wonderful weekend, friends. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.